0: Hi, it's Malcolm Siegel with another edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent guests who have appeared on JM and the AM. David Matlow with the world's largest Herzl collection was with us on JM and the AM recently to uh, present Herzl through Rosh Hashanah cards. There are a lot of Rosh Hashanah cards with a Herzl theme in modern Jewish history. David Matlau, world's largest Herzl collection on JM Rewind here at the Nachum Siegel Network. JM in the AM, Mordecai Shapiro, Boker Tov. And we say Boker Tov. And in a moment, we're going to introduce uh, David Matlau. Uh, he has the world's largest uh, Herzl collection, as you know. Uh, right now, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Literally. Uh, go to facebook.com slash Siegel Network. And um you can watch it on Facebook uh, live right now. Uh you can also zoom in if you wish. zoom in right now. It's uh zoom ID eight one four three five three five zero six four. Eight one four three five three five zero six four. The password is lowercase J M a M Again, it's zoom ID eight one four three five three five zero six four. Lowercase JMAM. And um we have with us uh First of all, David Matlau, who we say good morning in Bokertov to. David, welcome back to JM in the AM.
1: Thank you for having me back, Bokehertov.
0: tov and uh, you may notice, uh, David, that we have uh, uh, both uh, Theodore Herzl and uh, yet another Theodore Herzl in our studio with us this morning. We've doubled the number of Herzl. Uh, uh, um, the more the merrier i always say exa- yeah this is not impressive to you <laughs> these numbers are not impressive to you but our collection has doubled okay it's a start <laughs> it is a start and we of course have mayor weingarten Mar weingarten boker tove to you
2: Boca Tove,
0: It's Herzlmania over there in your studio. It is Herzlmania, and could you imagine if we keep doubling our Herzl collection, soon we'll be caught up to David's collection. Um, Less people on Zoom than the last couple of times. Obviously, people are heading back to school and back to work, so they may not be watching what we're doing, but we know we have a lot of people listening right now, and I thank everybody for tuning in, and this is a special segment that David agreed to do with us literally in celebration of the brand-new year. Mayor, I'm going to ask you to start. You just made a point to me. About today, August the 31st, 2020, and how it relates to Theodore Herzl. Mayor, take it away.
2: On many levels, imagine telling Theodore Herzl that an airplane will be flying, an Israeli commercial airplane will be flying from Ben Gurion Airport to Abu Dhabi nonstop over the territorial airspace of Saudi Arabia. Unbelievable. He, it, it,
0: uh, we talk about dreams, right, David, Imtirtzou, Enzo agada. I don't know. I mean, did he dream this
1: big? Knowing what you know about Herzl, you probably would say he did. He dreamed that anything would be possible. If we want badly enough and work towards it, then absolutely. And today also, August 31st, yeah. is the last day of the first Zionist Congress that was held in 1897. And coincidentally, the second Zionist Congress in 1898. That's how they ended the summer, not with the Jerry Lewis telethon, (laughs) but with the Zionist Congress in the late 1800s.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, Mayor, just when we thought we knew everything, David, of course, trumps us with that information about the exact dates of the world Zionist Congress. Unbelievable. All right, David, um, why today? Why did we decide uh, and why did you suggest that just a couple of weeks before Rosh Hashanah would be a good time to check out some of the items in your Herzl collection?
1: Well, two, uh, two things. As I said, today is August 31st, so it's the anniversary of the end of the First Sinus Congress. And uh, I know you, you have this, and you held it up a few times, my book, Collecting the Dream. Yep. And I've put it up on Amazon, and it's available for free download until midnight today in celebration of the first Zionist Congress anniversary. So any of your listeners out there, if they go to amazon.com or .ca in Canada, put in Collecting the Dream, they can download the book for free. So that's why today- Let me repeat
0: that because we have so many people listening on audio and not watching. Uh, Collecting the Dream is the name, everybody, and it's free. Collecting the Dream, David Matlow, M-A-T-L-O-W. Collecting the Dream. It's a fascinating book that gives you an amazing glimpse into what David has collected over the years. Go to Amazon until midnight tonight. It is free. Go ahead, David. I'm sorry.
1: And secondly, we're in the month of Elul, and as you said, uh, Rosh Hashanah is two weeks from Friday, and in my collection, as you mentioned, I have the world's largest collection of Herzl memorabilia, about more than 5,000 items. There is a large selection of Shana Tovah cards over the years with Herzl's image or tied to work that Herzl did. So I thought, given it's the month of Elul, to get us in the spirit of Rosh Hashanah and to coincide with the end of the Congress, I would share with your viewers and listeners some of these treasures from my collection.
0: Phenomenal. Well, we're ready to kick things off. And, you know, it's funny because I'm thinking of some of the Rosh Hashanah cards that we send out now with a lot of images of pomegranates and honey dishes and everything else. There was a time. In modern Jewish history, when the symbol, when the when the uh, 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 when one of the most prominent images of you know of uh, of progress in Jewish life was Theodore Herzl, that was the symbol of. Of you know of of Jewish power, Jewish greatness, Jewish dreaming, etc. And I think that's significant to mention that it was so important that and, and that this comes in general from your collection, not just from the Rosh Hashanah material. But I think it's important to remember that as much as we view the Star of David and so many other things, a chauffeur and so many other things this time of year as being important images, at one time his image was really vital to the Jewish world.
1: Yes, yeah, he. This was also a way for people to. Show their connection to this cause. So you would go into the equivalent of a, a variety store in Odessa or in <laughs> Moscow and pick up a Shanatova card. So here, this is my first example. So this is a regular picked postcard of Herzl, but in the corner it says Shanatova, and so a postcard that that was otherwise sold was imprinted, and this is sort of um, it sticks out a little bit. Now this postcard was from before 1907. And the reason I know that, it's hard to see, right. but before 1907, um, postcards weren't split. And so through, uh. I, can, I can tell you, uh, show you a little bit about Herzl's history through Shana Tova cards. Uh, we talked about the first Zionist Congress. So this is the composite picture, upside down, of the first <laughs> Zionist Congress. But on this card, it says... Lishanato vati katevo, Happy New Year. And it's the picture of the first sign as Congress. And this card was, was printed in Brooklyn, New York. And this one for certain was before 1907 when I said the, the card wasn't split. So there's no line in the back here. Right. And until 1907, you weren't allowed to write anything on this side other than the address. So here you have a card and you would, I guess, put a message here in the empty spot. But that's the first sign as Congress. Last, last time I was on your show, I showed the polar bear holding the flag, right. <laughs> which was part of a set of postcards from 1914. That was 114 cards. Here's one other one. This is, uh, all of these for your listeners are, of course, postcard size. This one has the Zionist flag, and in ovals on the flag, it's Herzl and Max Nordau. And they were buddies who helped organize and run the early Zionist Congresses. And this one at the bottom says, a happy new year, (laughs) Lisha Natova. Herzl dedicated the last eight years of his life to the Zionist cause and died in 1904. Here's a postcard. It's postmarked in 1905. So there's a picture of Herzl. And at the bottom, it shows uh, in written in German that he died on July third, nineteen o four, and Kativav It's like Herzl died. Have a happy New Year. <laughs> it, it's a it's an ironic ju- juxtaposition, but this particular card was from from Germany.
0: Wow, interesting. Sort of There's like lots
1: a- of discussion. We up in Canada are watching the news. There's lots of discussion about the U.S. Postal Service, but here's a postcard this is Herzl in his top hat of course he was a very formal person and insisted everybody attend the congress um wear a tuxedo it says le and Sion in a in a uh, magendavid and it's from russia and this was mailed from moscow to uh, somebody in new york city and so this was in 1904 And it left Moscow on August the 19th and arrived in New York on September 10th. So that's not too bad for 1904, actually. Could have held an
0: election like that.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not going there. Um, This this postcard, it's it's light blue. It has an image on it. And I'll read the print because it's an ironic or an unusual combination of Zionist uh, important cities. The card says... Lishanato tovati with Zion's greetings for the new year. And it names three cities, Jerusalem, Basel, and Pittsburgh. Wow. And that's because the, the Seventh con- Conference of American Zionists took place in Pittsburgh in 1905. <laughs> this is another Russian postcard. So it's also around 1905. It's, it says, there's an image of Herzl at the top, and it says, vatikatevu And there's a lot of text in Russian, lots of words on the front of the card. And the, the person who I bought this from kindly translated it for me. And it, the list for shana a year, a whole year of Mazel. 365 days of light 365 quiet nights uh, 365 blessings uh, 52 good weeks <laughs> uh, kefia fat you know lots of fun khora, uh, a healthy winter a pleasant spring and a fall without problems nice and I w- that's a wish. For, for all of us <laughs> yes. this fall, yes. for sure.
0: You can say that again.
1: <laughs> this postcard, this is from 1912. At the bottom is the, gym, yes. the Herzliah Gymnasium, the school in Tel Aviv, which was the first Hebrew-speaking gymnasium modeled on a, a European school where you learn secular studies and other studies. And the top is a picture of two... Elderly people, well, they look elderly, they, they may not have been elderly uh, at the time. This is a card from 1912. And this is Fanya and Yehuda Lieb Metman Cohen, who were educators from Odessa, moved to Eretz Israel in 1904, um, and they founded the Herzlia School which is this one. It was uh, built in 1909 on the founding of Tel Aviv. Wow. Um, sadly, it was destroyed in, destroyed in 1962 um, which um, to build the Shalom Meir Tower, but it says L'Shanah and the Herzliya Ivrit, Jaffa, Palestine, Tel Aviv.
0: Wow. Unbelievable.
1: On, on the subject of the gymnasia, this is a very rare postcard. It's the... Uh, earliest jewish postal service in the world so this postcard has an image on it it says shaul david saul and david but there's a jnf stamp and on top of the stamp there's a, a an imprint that says agadat Herzl, and what this was is enterprising students of the hebrew gymnasium tel aviv in 1913 and 1914 Developed a system to deliver Shana Tova cards. So there was a blue box somewhere in Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv obviously was tiny, it was just founded in 1909. You would take a JNF stamp, put it on a postcard, address it, and the students would then sort it and deliver the cards uh, for Rosh Hashanah in 1913 and 1914. There's no stamp on the back of it, but the greeting is Shnat Bracha Vehatzlacha. And uh, the Turks, uh, this was part of the Ottoman Empire, were miffed that there was this alternate postal service that deprived income from the, the administration. And so by, after 1914, they closed it down. There are only seven examples of uh, this, a postcard like this with that stamp. And that, That's one of them. That, that's actually in, in my book. You can see an imprint on it if you choose to download the book. Uh, Obviously, Herzl's vision was the creation of a Jewish state, which came to be in 1948, and then there was a proliferation of Shanatova cards with Herzl on it in the early days. Here are two examples from 1949, and these are very small. It's about an inch and a half by two and a half inches. There was a shortage of paper in the austerity period in the early days of the state, so the cards were very small. But this is a picture with a blue uh, Shanatova card. There's a blue Herzl on it. And it says, Am Yisrael, B'Medinat Yisrael. People of Israel in our Jewish state. Um, Erev, Rosh Hashanah, Tashat, which would have been 1949. Wow. And also in 1949, this one is a little bit longer. Maybe it's three inches by an inch and a half. It says uh, it's also a Shana card and it ties together three images linking Herzl directly to the Jewish state that was established. It's Herzl speaking at the First Zionist Congress in 1897, as we talked about earlier. It's Chaim Weizmann, the first president of Israel, opening the first Knesset in 1949 and the first Knesset building. The first Knesset building in 1949 was on um, King George Street right. uh, in Jerusalem before the new building was built in 1960, what we know as the Knesset. And lastly, a modern piece. This is from Herzl Pub. It says, Shana <laughs> uh, Tovah, Happy New Year. This is from 2000. Um, so it's Herzl um, going to the pub. And the, the <laughs> slogan is, Im Tirtu." Tarutsu. <laughs> if you want it, then run <laughs> for it. Come to Herzl Pub uh, for a beer and shanatova. There are many more examples such as this, but that gives you a flavor of, of how Herzl's iconic imagery was seen as a way to celebrate the joy and the potential of having a new year so, which something we'll all be observing in two and a half weeks from now
0: david is the address of the pub on the postcard
1: <laughs> it's it is in tel aviv <laughs> unfortunately flights go from from uh, tel aviv to dubai but we in north america for tourists can't get to israel yet but one day soon it should all the health situation should improve, and and we'll be able to get there. This is a pub in Tel Aviv. I think
0: it's important for us to find out if the pub still exists. The next trip that I do take there, I will take it upon myself to do the research and see, okay. if, and see if it's still Please around. Please let me know. Uh, in 2020, do you think there are any Herzl postcards or Shana Tova cards that, uh, that exist? Do you think anybody's using his image today to wish people a happy and healthy New Year?
1: Uh, absolutely. Herzl is... I'm just pulling something off my bulletin board. yeah, this is this is this is hipster Herzl. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you and there are many examples of this, um, because Herzl is now um, both a connection to the history and it's a commentary right. as, as to what Israel is like now. And I can just look around. Um, various items. Here's one I'm looking at Herzl Loratim mm-hmm. Lotzari. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. There's ver- various variations <laughs> right. a- of Herzl. <laughs> so I would I would say absolutely their Herzl's image, what he stood for, what he tried to do and what was mostly accomplished, but is still a work in process, still resonates. In Israel and around the Jewish world, you know,
0: Mayor Weingarten, we talk about Herzl and whether he dreamed of a day like today, which you described. Uh, I wonder if he ever dreamed he'd be part of pop culture—that there would be there would yeah. be puns and there would be uh, slogans that are takeoffs on what he said so many decades
2: ago. And I'm wondering if. One needs to wear a top hat when you go to the pub. <laughs> That's also true. That might would be a, Herzl, would that, Herzl want. That
0: that may be a requirement. You know, if you yes. if you go to a place named for me, at least right. dress properly, so, guys. Dress code. I mean, come on, <laughs> uh, Mayor. Really? Hate to put you on the spot, but I know you enjoy David's presentations every time. Anything that struck you this time? Any uh, observations you want to make regarding it, it, the? It, uh... it,
2: it, it's all amazing. It's all amazing. One point I I, I would it's it's not something that struck me, but just. Americans, when they hear the word gymnasium, <laughs> are thinking of a, a, a place to work out. But in, uh, in Europe, and hence afterwards in Israel, gymnasium was a, was a school where you learned um, all the topics. And in many homes in Eastern Europe, that was a big fight between parents and kids. when The parents wanted the kids to go to yeshiva, and the kids wanted to go to gymnasium.
0: And David uh, described how they, uh, how they set one up in Israel right. or what and was. And
2: Gymnasium Herzliya is iconic. Right. An iconic place. And all the who who's who That's of it. Israeli society went to Gymnasium Herzliya. And it was the old boys club, also with the graduates and so forth. Uh,
1: uh, and nothing, you asked a question whether Herzl would be surprised. One of the reasons <laughs> there are 5,000 I have 5,000 items, and so I'm sure there's more, but not too many more. Uh, with Herzl's image on it, is he cultivated that impression? He he knew that the Jewish people needed symbols; they needed ways to rally themselves to this newfangled idea of the possibility of a Jewish state. He sat for busts. He sat for for that portrait. Him on the balcony was not someone's on a in Basel was not a snapshot on a on an iPhone. This was a staged photograph because he knew he needed to rally the people. And after he died in 1904, the Zionist organization to keep the dream alive kept putting him on items and cards. And it was also a way to, to maintain the dream. And that's why there's so much to collect. Amazing. I, I think yeah. that if we would categorize Herzl
2: in today's terms, in addition to Dreamer, that we go on, whatever, he was the master of PR.
0: He knew what the kids wanted to see it here. <laughs> he was
2: the well, he knew what the masses wanted right. and he was really the master of PR. Amazing. Absolutely.
0: Uh it sometimes reminds us what we need to do if we're going to uh, promote important and good causes. Sometimes you have to go that yeah. route and uh and uh not
2: enough to ha- right, it's not enough to have a good message or right. a good cause. You have to be able to deliver it to to the masses out there.
0: David Mayer and I, and of course everybody in this audience, take this opportunity to say thank you. Five seven eight zero has been a wonderful time for us with your Herzl collection. Hopefully, we'll see more as the new year starts. Thanks so much for joining us this morning.
1: My pleasure. Shana tova. to everyone. Be safe. Be Shana well. Tova. Shana
0: tovah is right. Shana tova to you, David Mayer. And a reminder, a reminder to everybody, especially those of you who are listening who you, and you didn't see the book. Uh, being held up earlier in this Zoom call or on Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. It's called Collecting the Dream. Collecting the Dream is the book all about the Herzl Collection. David Matlow, M-A-T-L-O-W, Collecting the Dream. It is free on Amazon today in honor of the final day, uh, the anniversary the final day of the First Zionist Congress, August the 31st. It is free today on Amazon, but it's got to be before midnight tonight. It's called Collecting the Dream, Collecting the Dream. Go get it and enjoy uh you'll have a um a, a really an amazing time looking at the book and an amazing time uh seeing some of the items that david has collected that was my conversation with david matlow who has the world's largest Herzl collection next up it's mark rosenberg Nefesh Benefish update we spoke with mark recently about everything going on now during september of 2020 as we are in the thick of COVID and so many people are deciding to move to Israel from North America. Mark Rosenberg, a recent guest on Jam Nam, Here he is on JM Rewind at the Malcolm Siegel Network. Mark Rosenberg is with us live via telephone. He is a director of North American Aliyah, Nefesh Benefesh. Go to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il go to uh or use the phone number 866 4 866 the number 4 and then A L I Y A H and we've spoken during the summer with mark and with others from Nefesh Benefish uh back in July they were starting a process uh that would uh, I believe um allow for 16 flights from the New York area to be group flights for um, nefesh b'nefesh North American Olim. And I believe, and we'll find out in a moment, that they are down to their last flight. That uh, There'll be one in September, and that'll be the final one before we get to uh, the brand new year. Pretty amazing during this COVID-19 situation to hear about and watch so many singles, families, and senior citizens actually move to Israel. Mark Rosenberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, good morning. How are you doing?
1: Baruch Hashem.
0: Happy, healthy, sweet new year to you. And uh, this, this year is ending with quite an amazing effort from the people at Nefesh Benefesh. Am I right? There's one of these summer 16 group flights remaining?
3: it has been uh, a, a long summer for all of us especially those who have had young children at home <laughs> um so it's hard hard to believe that we've turned the calendar to september as well as uh, also hearing the chauffeur reminds us that uh t is coming but we indeed have have had uh, 22 uh, group flights already 22 coming uh, with, yeah yeah wow. spread out spread out through the summer and we've had anywhere between a dozen to over 72 olim on the, on these group flights and it's been a successful way um, to help the people who are planning to come get here. We we missed, definitely missed the energy of those big charter arrivals. And A lot of people told us they were watching the YouTube versions of the arrivals just to uh, drink up the energy. <laughs> but it is amazing, just amazing to see these dozens of people coming in these groups.
0: I didn't even think of that. We should have suggested to people to go to some of those videos and be inspired. They are pretty amazing. And a very different summer, obviously. Uh, by the way, not only... Uh, Are things limited on your end, meaning there's no massive celebration that most of us here uh, who tune in or those of us who have the privilege of being there uh, are used to at this point? But I would assume that at uh, Kennedy, Newark, and other airports that you used during the summer, there's very little fanfare on the way out. Can, Can relatives and friends even say goodbye to everybody within the confines of the airport at this point?
3: It's also proving a challenge for people. We uh, we can't necessarily bring staff in to make sure that the check-in is going smooth. So we have someone calling everyone as they are getting to the airport, timing it right. So when they're going wow. in, they have that you know the last-minute tip there. We're sending um, packages, care kits, so they have the the Nefesh Benefesh hats and they have their uh, boarding pass and everything that they're going to need to know when when they land in Israel. So it's been a, it's been a change of sorts. But I think that people are definitely having uh limited uh limited goodbyes. I've seen a few of these um people they've had the drive bys, their neighbors neighbour neighbors have driven by the house true. as they leave. Yep. And and I've seen at I've seen at the airport definitely families will get out and uh, do the side hug as best they can with their masks on. <laughs> it's definitely it the emotion is still there even though the the situation is
0: as as challenging as ever. It's funny because people don't realize that uh uh, not only do immediate family members come to the airport, in so many cases, extended family members and close yeah. friends are also there, usually, uh, for the big send-off, the big goodbye, the official, uh, uh, the official ceremony that takes place at Kennedy. Mark Rosenberg is here. Nefesh Benefesh, NBN. il, and of course eight six six. Alia, uh, the seventy-eight is the most. I shouldn't say seventy-eight. What was? What did you say the highest total was? Of a flag? I think
3: it was seventy-two. We had one group of seventy-two, was the largest we were able to uh, accommodate uh, with all the limitations of seats going very, very fast.
0: I'm focused on the seventy-eight number because those were yeah. the lone soldiers that uh, that came this mm-hmm. summer. I have a feeling that number probably increased since you made that official declaration a few weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, and and and. Again, not to minimize what families are going through during these trying times, but lone soldiers who already experience a degree of loneliness, we get that, and your organization tries very hard to you know, stem the tide of loneliness and keep them you know, filled with um, a company and camaraderie when possible. Uh, these times have, have got to have been a bit more challenging for those soldiers going to Israel, again, with that little bit further feeling of isolation.
3: Yeah, and awesome. there's, there's a paradox. I think that we live in—it's. In, in, I think it's not surprisingly the most wonderful time ever we can FaceTime and we can Zoom and, and be right. connected to our family around the world and, and just have that connection. I remember I, my, ch- my, children, my children always rolled their eyes. When I spent time in Israel, you know, we, we had to send the aerograms. Or yeah. My yeah. wife says when she came out, she, well, yeah, they used to send cassette tapes. I have explained explain to my children what cassette tapes are. <laughs> and here we, we, here we are being able to have FaceTime and have that connection. So it is really in one sense, it, it's, it's wonderful and they can speak to them next they don't have to worry about changing SIM cards. But it does not deny the second side of the paradox, which is you counted on that moment and being able to be there for that emotional goodbye to say that, you know, we're continuing this, this, this hug and, and it's, it's not, it's not a break off. We're really just stretching our connection across the world. And that's difficult for people. It's it's difficult to not have that storybook goodbye. And I personally, and I've gotten a dozen emails over the past few weeks, and I'm sure that Rabbi Fast is getting uh, four times that of people who said, you know, it was my dream to arrive on that charter. And I, I feel I, I missed out on that, even though, they achieved their dream and they arrived in israel if it wasn't that that the fanfare and that that moment that they could really Get off the plane and kiss the ground like they had planned to, but like so many things that have happened over the past half a year, uh, the plans have not gone gone as as we thought. But it's really amazing to be able to feel the accomplishment that you did achieve your goal.
0: Yeah, and then there's the added factor of you really don't know when you'll reunite with your family because you know, except for these you know grandparent clauses and things like that, that are exceptions that are being made to get people from here to Israel. The reality is that right now, uh, you know, it seems every month the the travel to Israel. Ban gets extended by a month, so we just don't know. Yes, just... yes, yes, yes.
3: Yeah. A shout out to all my family members and, and were, <laughs> who are your listeners. who It's a topic of conversation that this is going to be probably the longest time in my life that I've gone without seeing them, and my mom especially. It's it's really, really. Uh, it, it ties that emotional piece together, um but it also gives a, a, a need to strengthen that to be able to realize. You know why people are making these decisions. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, I must have watched the triple, the Nevismanevish triple, triple flight, triple flight video, which was I think about 11 years ago. We had a flight from Canada, from England, and the US land at the same time, and it's a very emotional seven-minute video uh, with uh, you know a, a come, come home, and uh, it, it's really, 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 really wonderful. But that moment in the video where they say, you know, everyone say goodbye to your friends and family is like it, it, it's a tearjerker moment. And, and and to to dwell on that that it, it was extended or we missed that moment is uh, is difficult. But I, I think that with the proper support and we are hope we're very hopeful that come October you know that families and relatives will be able to visit again is looking very positive. But uh, with with the eye on the greater prize, I think people are receiving bl- blessings from the family members, and they're, they're looking forward to a, a re- return to normal travel and normal visits.
0: All right, before we get to the topic of the day, Mark Rosenberg, just to answer a question that I asked uh, earlier on the air and did not have the answer to, and frankly wasn't smart enough to just go to the web and find out the answer – are schools open today? We know September the 1st in Israel is a big, big, big day usually every single year. Is a certain percentage of schools open? How's it working now on what's supposed to be day one of school in Israel?
3: So I can confirm school did open today. I have been there twice to drop off drop and pick up different kids. Right. Um, there, are cer- there are certain regions in the country because the numbers, um, the schools were not allowed to open. I think they were a red area. Jerusalem is an orange area, so there still are our numbers are in the middle zone, and many many students did return. Um, not every grade returned. Uh, my second visit was for the fifth fifth and sixth graders went back for a shorter visit today, as they're as they're staggering the start. So there is a start to the school year. There is a lot of uncertainty about it, but. First graders have a, have a normal day. It was a very special day in the Rosenberg household as we had, a, we had our youngest started first grade. Um, but the, we are we're navigating the changes, as I'm sure many of your listeners are. About um, it might be school this week, and we're wondering what's going to be next week.
0: And if you had to guess, I mean, I'm, I'm just off the top of your head, you'd say the majority, over fifty percent of the students in Israel are in school today.
3: Um, definitely that is the case. I'm not sure that they are having full days. Right. Uh, first Good of all, Tuesday is always a shorter day because it's uh, youth movement day, it's sneak day. Right. So in general, Tuesday is an early departure for people. But I, I can tell you that my uh, seventh grade twins um, are-, are currently going every other day. And that that's how they're staggering. So one of my, my one of my daughters was having a day off, even though it was the second day of school, for her to go in. Um, but and then Zoom classes are supposed to start start kicking up. We'll see. We're, uh, I'm trying to stay optimistic about uh, how the school is adjusting. They definitely had a good amount of time to prepare for this, which was much better than the end of last last school year.
0: All right, Mark Rosenberg. Topic of the day. Now, I mean, look, this is now. Essentially coming to a close, meaning the summer season of Aliyah. As we mentioned, the 9th of September is your last official group flight that we know of. If there are others, you could let us know. But that'll be the last one before Rosh Hashanah, which begins the night of the 18th of September. People will have time to contemplate over the Rosh Hashanah Sukkot break uh, with their families if, in fact, they're trying to implement a major change in their lives. Uh, some might argue that if People have not yet reacted to the COVID situation in these parts uh, that they likely are not going to uh, make that big move or big decision between now and the end of 2020. How do you foresee the next couple of months and what can you say to people to encourage them that if they haven't made the move yet in terms of uh, Uh, getting their applications in that, in fact, this is a good time. Even the second half of the year with winter coming and having survived these past six months, this is a good time to actually implement the plan.
3: Well, we, uh, it's been no secret, and we've had the pleasure to discuss this, discuss this with you on the air, that we've seen an unprecedented rise in interest, that it's gone up over 200%, and, and last month I think we were 150% higher in phone calls and applications that are coming. So the trend is is still kicking in for people, and that, that interest is really pointed towards the spring and the summer of 2021. So it actually, is, although we are busy making sure that the people have their quarantine locations and their, their bags are meeting the standards for you. United because they're being very particular about all the overweight sizes and all the needs of the people coming now. Um, the organization eyes are really working towards uh, the people coming in the winter and the summer. So it's there it isn't a better time if you are a want to explore and, and join our online activities. We're having uh, webinars pretty much every Sunday in different and, and different um, meeting opportunities. Um, it's also the advantage of now is if you miss the webinar, we're having actually almost three times as many people watch. The recording of them at at their at their convenience and binge watching them. However, they're going to get their information. So, if you do want to find out if you have the ingredients to make aliyah, if you're wondering if now that you're working from home and you wonder you wonder about the tax implications of bringing your career to Israel, because now that you can do it from home, you can do it from the comforts of Modi'in or Beit Shemesh or Etzion, wherever it may be. Um, or if you're saying, as a, as, as a frequently question that's coming across my plate, is, you know, you're, you want to split your time, and you want to say, okay, I'm going to be a snowbird to Jerusalem, and I, want to, I want, want to get that Israeli passport so I can get into Israel and, and split my time, you should really engage with us and make sure that you're going to get those big questions answered so that you can really move forward with the confidence to figure out when is the best timing for you. All right, but one, uh, there but- is, it is no secret that most people come in the summertime, but we are seeing a peak interest okay. in uh, November and December this year. Um, so we are we are well staffed for it and ready to uh, answer the call.
0: All right, maybe I should ask this more directly then, because but I got to yep. I got to be careful because frankly every time I go down this road, all I do is embarrass myself. Uh, I, I always state the reasons why uh, why it's a shock that these numbers are flying the way they are. You just described, I think you said uh, in terms of summer or September, you used the figure one hundred and fifty percent. Obviously, that's in comparison to the mm-hmm. same period of time from last year, but now I'll ask you, now I'll ask you directly. Th- assuming, again, which I am doing, that the momentum cannot possibly be as enthusiastic as it was just a few months ago when this jolt of COVID-19 and what you just described, the, the reality that one can work from anywhere, you know, really hit home for so many. If we're going to look at these statistics this coming October, bad example, it's Yonteth, but November and December, you would still say... Those numbers are going to be, and I'm talking about interest now, I'm talking about applications, I'm talking about yeah. activities, those numbers are still going to be in the 150% range?
3: I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to say yes, not just because uh, it's in my professional interest to be optimistic, <laughs> but if we, if, if we were able to see, and this is, let's talk about the past, that we had about 65% um people of the people make aliyah compared to last year Okay, and that's with shutting down of airlines and shutting down of passports and government offices. Uh, we have seen an incredible response of people who are determined to to cross the Van the uh... finish line of aliyah um, despite these obstacles um, I, I, the, the momentum seems to be pushing forward, and and the, just the uncertainty of schools and and people saying that they're they're coming. I know a great family from New Rochelle that's coming next week. They missed their first week of school. That's fine. They understand that they, they you know they were going to have school online half online for their children. So it, it is it is pushing in that direction, and I think that uh, as as people are really running the numbers and 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 I think that's that's what's shocking. Too. It's, it's the, the, not. From the phone calls are not about the the, the Yomim, Yomim Noraim in Israel and the holidays and they Sameach on the buses and the weather. as Though it's very hot here right now, it, it's really it's really about the taxation and budget questions and, and they really want to shift certain items and that's giving people the confidence to realize that the, the, num, the numbers come out that this seems like a great uh, a great shift and Israel is is is, is not that seductive case it was in the 1950s or the inspirational uh, visionary place it was. In the 1960s and 70s after the six Day War, it's it's a viable um, option. I even say alternative for many people are saying, okay I, I, we want to shake things up we, we want to leave the New York area or we, we, we want to actually you know move to the suburbs. why don't I consider the suburbs in Eritra and I think that has been uh, something that's been crescendoing um, with uh, with just the realities of how israel's prospered and we are we are weeping that now um and so even if it's going to dip to a hundred percent increase um uh, compared to this time last year um i i i don't see something that's going to be a momentous setback for us
0: curiosity question has anybody mm-hmm. br- has anybody brought up now because of zoom their students mm-hmm. their children staying in school in an american school for i don't know eighth grade twelfth grade etc while living in israel Did we lose you?
3: No, I'm here. I I know know two people specifically that are doing that. Really? I I, I mean, it's not a trend. So they finish and
0: they graduate from school while living their first Uh year in Israel. That's such a Uh cool, cool idea.
3: And, and and one of them is going to send their kid to school in Israel as well. They're like, okay, fine. They'll they'll finish their day at three, and they'll have to get on and, and do that homework. But they want it. It's 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 a time of experiment for people. People, yeah. those those certainties that we thought that you know, how could I, you know, how could we not have guests for Shabbos? You know, yeah. you know, every Shabbos, like the, the, this part of this new digestion of this, of the reality of this great disruption is leading to people to say, you know, what I used to say my to my my, my kids when they came Arts for the year you have to come back to go to college in America right. you have to you have to and suddenly they're saying wait wait a minute why don't i why don't i let my kid go to bar barilan or idc for, the, for 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 their undergraduate Aliyah or not okay and then let's see what their plans are afterwards right. it's it, it's causing people to just look and i think that's what's great about it whether i mean just the tide and the pressure kitavo whether it's um, you know a certain sense of like a, shmita, a returning to uh, those basic values for people, and that 's why we are thrilled to be available, whether it 's um, uh, synchronistic in our, our live events or you want to contact us uh, or after watching our events to have that conversation to see if it if it really meets what your needs are um, and that, that's been the, that's been the response i don 't think and this is i anticipate the next question maybe is i, I don 't think the election's going to have a big influence one way or the other on it i, I that, Normally, people feel politics sways in it, and, and yeah, it's, it it's always, been in, my, in my opinion, a, it's always a it's wrong really... Prediction. Yeah. It's it's really has to do with a, co- a core value yeah. when people are looking at their, their their family or their plans, and I think that that momentum is going to continue.
0: Yeah, the, the the phoniness of the people who say if if one person wins, I'm leaving the country. Unfortunately, that mm-hmm. extends to our community. It's never a reality, and you're hundred percent right. It never has an effect. And believe me, there've been more important elections in this one in terms of having an effect on our community uh, uh, that have happened in the past. Never has an effect. Finally, uh, oh, oh, and by the way, you mentioned you mentioned before the Ben Gurion finish line. Is that one of the only yeah. benefits of this time though when the olim get there it's a relatively empty airport <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is the smoothest the smoothest arrival experience uh, my co- my cousin may made, uh, made alia very appreciative uh be able to do that wasn't able to greet them at the airport they said there was something like 50 minutes they were in the taxis and out of the airport <laughs> um, and uh and and then and then they and they moved to a neighborhood where people were just dropping off food for them for two weeks so it was it was quite the quite the experience that was so yes but i we are hopeful as as you know the ins and outs of, of 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 these points is that there's going to be a lot of progress after this people are going to realize how they can do things much more efficiently um because they realize that you know we used to have tied up certain things to approvals of face to face things and, and we're we're excited that we can start breathing again uh, come October, and 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 see how this whole process can even benefit from this upheaval.
0: I don't even know if it's fair to end uh, uh, this conversation by asking this question, and maybe r- really unfair because um, uh, maybe Rabbi Fass you know deals with this more on a regular basis. But but I would hope, Mark, that that this you know this unique opportunity, this unique historical opportunity, is is appreciated by those who are in leadership positions in Israel. There are people who control both uh, politically power and politically money, who could you know, dedicate a lot of both to trying to get thousands and thousands of people to move from North America and other countries, frankly, and other regions of the world to Israel at this time. I hope they, they, they get the fact that this is really a unique opportunity to, to uh, implement the resources that they have uh, uh, to accomplish a really important goal.
3: Um, yes, i I, I, know that, I know that Rabbi Fass uh, is, is at the Knesset every other week, having these conversations. I think that, uh, speaking from a personal experience, my, we were supposed to have a, a double bat miss for my girls in April, and we pushed it off in a March. We, we, we were uncertain about it, and we haven't rescheduled it. And 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 we realized just this last week that it's been like six months. We, we you know. So, so, so I think very much the first response of the government was like, okay, wait, we we, we just gotta we just gotta gather ourselves, right. and it took a little it took a little time to realize that this is. Like most of us, we, like, what is social distancing? You know, what, what does this really mean? And what is what is a sims going to be like that we're not going to, you know, have as many family members? And I think they have successfully turned the corner and there's serious conversation about what it's going to be to receive, um, Aliyah of choice. Uh, people are saying, this is the place I want to move to and we, we need partnerships. We need, we need, we need the response from the Jewish agency and the, and the government's offices to do that. Um, and the leadership is turning to do that we just need their agreement we thankfully we have a great minister in the, uh, who is um, all about that. She has stepped forward and said that we are going to do this and we're going to do this in the modern ways um, and, and deal with it. So we just have to be able to uh, present that to the public. But on, based on, on, on a day to day operation, the, the message is very, very clear about that. We just want to make sure it's going to trickle up and trickle down as well.
0: Uh, everybody listening, I hope you understand how historic this is. I hope you understand the potential you have to be part of history. Not that that's going to be the selling point. I think there are a lot of other selling points in terms of uh, considering Aliyah but uh, it, but the, one of the byproducts is you're, you're literally part of a historic movement everybody out there you know the you know the drill and you've probably gone online and considered it a few times nbn.org.il nbn.org.il 8664 aliya 866 number 4 a l i y a h mark rosenberg it's uh, i i the fact that we didn't spend at least part of the summer together but i take this opportunity to wish you a happy healthy and sweet new year and hopefully in the new year we will reunite in the holy land please god
3: if that sounds, it sounds really great. wish all your listeners as well a sweet, happy, and,
0: and lots of simcha, please. Lots of good health and lots of simcha to you and your family. Oh well mate, Thank you, Mark. Mark Rosenberg, Director of North America Aliyah Nefesh B'Nefesh. He's amazing, and uh, the organization is just flying, and I don't just mean literally, because they need airplanes to uh, get people to Israel. They are flying, meaning that the numbers are just off the charts, and a lot of our listeners are taking advantage of the unique opportunity right now to get to Israel and to uh, start a life there, 8664 Alia and nbn.org.al. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and NahumSegal.com, and the NahumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. That was Mark Rosenberg of Nefesh Benefesh, who joined us recently on JM in the AM. More coming up. Keep it here on NSN all day long for great music and more. You're listening to the Malcolm Siegel Network.